Live life the Edgecorp way. Punch the clock. Keep your head down. Collect your pay. This is the day-to-day -day reality of working stiffs in a rough galaxy. But when the crew of the cargo freighter Calamity fails to catch break after break, their lives are turned upside down. Bad cargo, spiraling debt, and a woman's life on the line. All with the Golden League crime syndicate breathing down their necks. It's no surprise that these blue-collar folks get desperate enough to take any job. Can't let danger or moral compromises get in the way of their bonus checks. So goes life, far beyond the stars. Pentavis Wilberforce. Yeah, I still want to know what his deal was. Like that; those are the two things that Sarah that I have for Saren is, I want my freaking Corvos and Starlight, and <laughs> uh, what what was going on with Pentavis Wilberforce? Yeah, th what's their deal? That's my note. It's just a <laughs> yes. force of the Wilbers, after all. Tyler Croc came up with a much better name than what this character was supposed to be named, and I'm really just happy and grateful. What what was this character's name supposed to be? I switched it out. Pentavis Wilberforce is the name of this actual gnome, but they have been mistaken a different a different mark, Sissel Nightshade. And Sissel Nightshade was was the original name of this character. I just decided I just oh. I just switched it. Sissel Nightshade is also a great name, mm -hmm. but there's just something about Pentavis Wilberforce that <laughs> It's so cool. It sounds very gnomey too for a name. It does sound yeah. very gnomey. I was gonna say very gnomely, mm -hmm. <laughs> very gnomish. So I think it worked out great. I feel like I come up with things that are either like one one word that should just be really cool and isn't really a name, like Harbinger. Uh, I have an android named Harbinger, or nice. you know, That's a good name, or like. Just the weirdest apple bottom. Apple bottoms. Apple bottom jeans. <laughs> you apple name things like my mom does. My mom had a bard named Skittleberry. Skittleberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In non-professional games, I usually name my characters after a combination of car names. Like my goblin swashbuckler is uh, Kia Sophia Fiat. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually sounds like a really cool name. Yeah, I mean, car car manufacturers usually do go for for cool sounding things to call their cars. So you know, it works out. I guess this isn't suggesting names for other people to use in their games, but but when I'm coming up with character names, I usually go on a deep dive into why am I naming them for someone in particular? What does their name mean? What does their name make me think about? You're so thoughtful. I, I do so not do thoughtful. that. <laughs> I do that for the games for like our shows and stuff. I do not do that for my games. I've, my, I've, like, I've done it for every single game I have ever played, whether or not it was being recorded or not. I, I like I looked up I played a I played a drow in a 5e game and I actually looked up bits of whatever language they say the drow are playing and then I came up with a name for this person and I yeah. go on pure vibes. I'm a nerd. Yeah, I guess do. it depends on what I'm making names for because, like, obviously, like with Saren, uh, I, I, Saren is named very intentionally, um, and I imagine that at some point, the meaning behind that name will come up. 
I do that with pretty much all of my characters when it's when it's just like random names that I'm coming up with for like random NPCs because uh, like Cyrix Applebottom is made an appearance as a uh, Brutaris player in my Starfinder game, like just as a one-off. Like you know, he was he was up against somebody else in this championship, and and it's like, oh yeah, Cy- Cyrix Applebottom, Cyrix Applebottom. Like it's good, <laughs> good name. <Yeah. laughs> I have one backup character named Waxy Bunsen, courtesy of Angel. <laughs> Waxy Bunsen. Angel Waxy gave you Bunsen. that name. It was, it's such a small moment when we were playing uh, Betrayal when he said the words Waxy Bunsen. And I was like, that's a character name if I've ever heard one. Oh, God. Wow. And I literally made one. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I do nowadays, I do try to, because I do like names that roll off the tongue, like that are alliterative or close to it. Like Friday Francisco Mm kind of rolls off the tongue. Uh, and I did spend a lot of time finding once I determined I wanted to name him Friday, trying to figure out what name last name would fit with that well to kind of give that. And then Mariposa Novoli does kind of roll off the tongue a little bit. It just kind of it feels like it's rolling downhill as you say it, kind of thing. Um, so I do do that with names. Uh, although Mariposa Novoli means butterfly, uh, so there was that because originally she was going to be a Desna. Uh, religion, but I decided to make her Saren Ray, and so the butterfly just has different meaning to her now in her family. So yeah, that's... maybe her parents were followers of Desna. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah. there's that's a that's a long line of Saren Ray there. Uh, uh, that one goes back to the the that's there's a reason why they have a sword that is connected to Saren Ray, for example. So, um, but but yeah, there's there is definitely something there with the butterfly. I can't remember exactly what I did, but I do know it has a connection for her. Yeah. I know for me, the the name informs the character a lot because when I named, I was just saying things out loud when I was first naming Ballad. What, what was her Android name? What was the thing somebody else named her? Mm-hmm. And then I was, I just kept saying words and I was like, I like the way Tetra 9 sounds. Go for it. Then I was like trying to combine, I always do this with fa- sci-fi names, just combining two random things, like Waxy Bun- Bunsen. And I was like, Ballad and Serenade not only are they related but it sounds fun together uh kind of like dustin was saying like it all rolls downhill um but also <laughs> then i was like oh but what if she was trying to be a pop star for a while like that would be kind of yes. funny if she named herself that and then was like oh i'm trying to be a pop star andromeda was concept before name but the minute i had this idea of you know related to the stars kind of person i was like well the name andromeda is one i've always wanted to use so i put that right in there uh minette i did think a little bit about i didn't think about meaning at all i was like it doesn't really have a meaning but i do want to like i actually literally picked her name because there's a character in um i want to say soul caliber called minette and that bitch is serving so <laughs> she is minette is street fighter like, Street Fighter, thank you. She is still ooh. serving, though. I follow that tag on Tumblr. Like, yeah, you There's some interesting artwork of her on uh, just from a Google search. Yeah, people are real I'm horny sure. for Manette. <laughs> they got they, they got some very very uh, oh my expertly placed mummy wrappings. Yep, I'm seeing I that one. <laughs> I'm seeing that one. Wow, very strategic. Yeah, what a babe. <laughs> she is a babe, though. 
Absolutely. And the way she walks and moves, this, it's nothing like Manette. But I was like, I kind of, I, I picked her name based on that, um, on that name because I had seen it. Yeah. Uh, and then Serbanea was why. for, yeah, Serbanea was for the, the you know, uh, what's it called? Verician. Yeah. The actual mm-hmm. artwork of her is much more, uh, I guess at least a l- l- levels more tasteful than depends than, like, on the costume. <laughs> depends yeah. on the costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can buy lots of less tasteful skins for her. So, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Angel? How do you name characters? I just say a bunch of stuff, like in my mind, and when I say it out loud, if it feels okay, I'll either go with it or I'll start uh, start tweaking them. Um, I mean, every once in a while, I'll, if I have a theme, some like elves, I always try to go with like something like, I don't know, leaf spinner or, you know, nature, nature oriented, you know, Braxis is a hill runner yeah, as part of his, his deal. I'm logging into World of Warcraft not, right now just to take a quick scan at my names here. I got Tobon, nice. Zelarian. I do like X names, by the way. Those I've noticed come up a lot when I'm creating characters because I actively go, oh, I have another. I'm like, oh, that starts with an X. Let me let me pick something else. Let's see. Zelarian, Andros. Oh, there's Hill Runner. I made a druid. Um, <laughs> in, of course. Uh, let's see. Encantor. I've got a Murdoch, but with a Y. Nevestros. Restican. <laughs> I love that. Waylon. Oh, gosh. What was I thinking with this one? Ko, kohaku Nashi. Ko, it's K O H A K U N U S H I. Whoa! So you just like like putting a lot of like nice like fun sounds together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you're yeah. not when you're not letting Axel name your characters, because I believe that you told me that you let oh. Axel name your character for this game. Axel has fin. Oh, so I know what Axel does um, to create characters is he does a whole scenario behind him, like a back history. Even if it gets never written down, even if it's just a, a like a wow character where it's just pew pew dungeons, what have you. You don't really role play in it. He has these whole scenarios where the clothes, their class, and their race have like to to gel. That's where I stole Relora is one of his elf oh. characters. Mm-hmm. And I totally stole totally <laughs> stole that one. I'm like, that sounds Ripped really good. <laughs> it's a really good name. I was yeah, yeah. And alliterative, but you know, that's story for another time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know, we've already, we've already had like a story from from you that actually like kind of gives away your last name. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. For for the for the careful listener, they they would know that uh, Rolora's last name is Rasora. So Rolora Rasora, you know, adopted I sister love. of Aline, who was featured in our first uh, our first story um, at the top of episode one. Oh, I was looking up. Kohaku can mean amber, like the color amber, or also red and white if you say it long, like Kohaku versus Kohaku. In Japanese? That's so Mm -hmm. cool. Nice. I was like, oh, is that a word? I wonder. It's not. Oh, okay. (laughs) That makes sense. Okay. Is I mean, is nushi like a suffix that you could attach to it in any way? Or um, actually, kind of. Nushi is a noun. It means like the head of a household or like a head of a group. Ooh, but it's like very 
underutilized or like not utilized. Let me see some not common. With it. I bet I had anime in the background sure and like, oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> or it was subconscious. It was like, I like this. All that being said, it should be known for all of our listeners that our Fantastic World's Patreon at the $12 level, you can name <laughs> a uh, an NPC, a monster, yeah. or possibly a character. I think if one of Ooh. my characters, I will promise to pull off the NPC list. So, so you know. You know, you know. We, we will do a numbered table where he'll have to roll a percentage die and... Like it's a one out of 100. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nope. That's how it is now. I will throw that gauntlet down right now. I love it. Is, is the next time I get a new character, it will be based off our character NPC list. So get that $12 Patreon going. I will do my best to kill you so that we can have a new character with a fun name. Maybe one of Heidi's I will agree to that. As well, oh. after after <laughs> my next backup character, because my next back backup character is named Flower, and I'm not Aww. giving up on that. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna roll this uh, into getting far beyond the stars started. Wrangle those cats. We're doing fast. it. We're doing it. We're gonna play. We're gonna play some sci-fi games now. Unless anybody else has uh, some naming. Or any any other, I guess, random thoughts they want to get off their chest. Nope. Cool. We're rolling with it. So, speaking speaking of uh, f- amusingly named characters that we let our Patreons name, our patrons name, whatever. Last we left the four of you, you have arrived on Apostay to... Well, at the very least, ask more questions about this job where you're uh, supposed to be running guns off to Voxa. You've arrived at Lamashtu's Lair, which is a seedy bar in Night Arch, where you're supposed to be meeting a guy called Taus Jarzid. Well, you got a little distracted on on your way in to see him. Nosy, nosy, Captain. (laughs) Exactly. Predominantly because Captain Friday's a do-gooder. If he could have just taken those drinks and gone back to his table, but no. Hey, Friday was pretty entertained. <laughs> Friday was pretty entertained. And he, in his defense, our friend Pentavis Wilberforce here did completely 100% beg for his help. And I think it would have taken a, probably a, a much more evil character than Friday is to decide not or to. Or just some... Someone who, you know, non-interferes. Yeah, someone who just doesn't care. I don't remember if I brought this up on air or off air, but Friday right now, I uh, I don't know how many of our listeners have ever been in a situation where you just can't help, whether that's a friend losing somebody, a family member losing someone, and you there's just not much you can do other than just sit there and be there for them, and you have an unending need or at least in my experience an unending need to do something and usually that means cleaning someone's house or cooking them food or trying to find a way to to do turn that that feeling of not being able to help into something and i think that's where friday is right now he he's in a position where his mom is not doing well and his crew is is barely getting by and he feels that's all his fault, even though it really isn't. It's just stuff out of his control. Mm-hmm. And 
this is an outlet. This is a place where he can, feels he can do some good. So he's going to do it. Uh, <laughs> of course, he just draws everyone else in, in that, that typhoon in the process. But, you know, that's what they're a cruise there for, right? Right? Yeah. Right, guys? We're family. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we Fast do. and furious. <laughs> yes. Tokyo space. Your I am Big D right now, so I do kind of sound like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so when... This drow bounty hunter came into Lamashu's lair, dragging a gnome behind him who was pleading with Friday to help them, saying, this is a case of mistaken identity. I am super not who this guy thinks I am. And all clues seem to point to, uh, they're, they're right. They have been mistaken. The, the person that this drow is supposed to be after has a completely different eye color, totally different hair color. It's, it's probably not the same gnome. And so Friday decided to intervene in this unjust situation and got you all involved in quite a bar brawl with uh, this drow who it turns out was another (laughs) Solarian. Uh, I think a highlight of that battle was certainly, I think Ballad was attacking Horizon head on and then Miss Fanny came up over their shoulder (laughs) and was flashing a flashlight into his eyes i missed every <laughs> shot yeah it was good stuff it really kept it going friday's initial blinding <laughs> friday and miss fanny like took care of it they that did. was that's what happened i had to like jump over the counter and <laughs> move on because they did <laughs> yeah yeah friday kind of yeah. got tired of everybody not being able to hit or anything and so all of a sudden there was just a drop of needles not just any needles, pharmaceutical used needles that just shot into this guy doing Gross. a lot of damage. Awesome. Yeah, no, I remember that. It was, that was fun. <laughs> For oh, me, man. I enjoyed personally. It. Is Saren ever going to get their drink? Poor thing. Yeah, no, I want my drink and Died I just ran behind the bar to make it. We're getting there. So... <laughs> Miss Fanny and Friday pretty much took care of the bounty hunter. Pentabus Wilberforce attempted to make their escape, and Ballad and Saren caught them neatly. And just and as you were able them. to apprehend Pentabus, the half orc bartender, Caden, stands up from where she was crouching behind the bar and says, If you're all done wrecking my place, the guy you're looking for is in there. And she points at the VIP lounge. Sorry about that, ma'am. If uh, you give me a broom, I'll get this cleaned up right quick. She's like, I can take care of it. Well, well, I'll take care of this because I want my drink and my friend here wants their drink. Yeah. Can I please get my Corvosan Starlight? I'll pay for it. She rolls her eyes and she starts she starts making like remaking everybody's drinks because the everything she had put up on the bar previously has been smashed in Oops. the aftermath of your fight. Meanwhile, Pentavis is wiggling, trying like let like I don't, I'm not supposed to be here. Let me go. Uh, buddy, you're going to have to explain to me why you were running back there and not, you know, it would have made sense if you had like tried to run out the door I could see yeah you want to get out of here right because this fool grabbed you yeah you're definitely not this guy grabbed me I'm trying to bail okay I want okay explain to me why you're going to the kitchen there's a door there's always a Mm, kitchen door 
Yeah, for sure. I'm not buying that. <laughs> Horizon, meanwhile, is has settled himself back down at the bar. He's holding his head in his hands. He does not feel good. But he grumbles like, I wasn't. It wasn't the wrong person. It was the right person. I'm just trying to get my credits. This is just... Ugh. Dang, and... go find the right dude then, dude. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> There, there, they all can't be gems. Uh, Miss Fanny rumble, uh, rummages through their bag to bring out a couple of moist uh, towelettes. Now, no hard feelings, dearie. These are for your nice suit. You hand them or the horizon. badass armor, their suit, their <laughs> cool armor. He takes them. <laughs> Somebody got some Alka-Seltzer and Uh some aspirin and has a little kid. I was like, oh, just uh, don't drink it too fast, dear. Don't drink it too fast. And with that, Miss Fanny actually sits down and she is feeling hurt. She took some hits. Uh, Like she said, no no hard feelings, but she just uh, does that. Uh, When you've just been on your feet all day and it feels so good to sit down. That just joy comes on their face. Uh, and they're kind of testing out where where their injuries are. <laughs> and into this kerfuffle. Uh, the Well, I guess it's less of a kerfuffle now and just people arguing more again while a very <laughs> angry lady makes you all drinks. And I guess Friday sweeping up if that's something he insisted on doing. There comes a voice from the direction of the VIP lounge. And uh, you all see a handsome drow dressed in expensive yet casual clothing that would totally fit in at a party or a rave, maybe swirling a effervescent looking green drink. And he looks not angry exactly, but he definitely looks impatient, kind of annoyed. And he says, Caden, is there a problem? And Caden, Pentavis, and Horizon all answer yes at the same time. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Pentavis and I'm going to say, hey, if I let you go, you can go out the front door. You're not going to try and go do something. Like, I don't know what you were trying to do in the back there. I was literally just trying to leave. All right, go out the front door then. I like throw them towards <laughs> the front door. <laughs> no throwing. <laughs> okay, um, make me make me a strength check. <laughs> for sure. For if sure. you're hauling them over the bar and you're throwing them towards the front door. Womp. <laughs> see how bad this goes. Hey, 16. Not too bad. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, the little guy, the little guy goes head over heels over the bar and towards the door. Uh they kind of, they don't they don't hit too hard, but they they definitely like land with a thud. They get up and they start brushing themselves off and they say Thank you. And House says, yes, thank you for unhanding my associate. You're welcome. Yes, he looks like Spike from Buffy. Well, yeah, a Spike gotcha. vibe for this I can guy. see that a little better. He looks can- like Skeet Ulrich with facial hair. Billy from Scream. <laughs> he does look like that. He's got a little red droplet coming down from one earring. And uh, the book says he's handsome. So I'll take I'll take the book's word for it. But if this is the drawing, I, for I suppose him, I'm, book, I'm I'm not I'm not entirely like he's not my type, but he is a purple boy and uh, purple. We, we all know that purple boys are the best. Purple boys yeah, stick together. Purple boys. 
Yeah, fair enough. He had overheard enough, I think, because everybody had been yelling about what the problem is. Uh, Taos turns to Horizon and says, you have the wrong gnome. Just accept it and go. Horizon opens his mouth like he's about to argue, but then he looks Jarzid in the eyes and actually just kind of shuts his mouth and takes Miss Fanny's wet wipes and just leaves. Keep hydrated. <laughs> he's grumpy about it. I think uh, he kicks he kicks a bar stool on his way out, but but he just takes off. What that bar stool ever do to you? Okay, yeah, I'll see you later. I mean, he's just gone. Stomping out. Boom, 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 boom. And Ballad, you may find this a little surprising. You've met Taos many, many times. He's always been a close associate of Sinjin's, and he's he's always been charming and formidable, you suppose, in his way, but he never seems to have commanded much casual authority in this way to where someone as riled up as Horizon is would have just taken a dismissal from him before. Something to keep track of. Ballad is logging that away. (laughs) Worriedly. (laughs) Ballad does say uh, to Fanny quietly, Hey, uh, that's the guy we were supposed to meet. I'm, I'm not going over there, by the way. I'm going to stay back here. Oh, oh my goodness. I, I must look utter fright. <laughs> Can I yeah. fix his her, 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 her uh, copper blood all over her little pastel blouse? Oh. Captain, help me up if you could. Well, I see that uh, <laughs> this has all been taken care of. I apologize for this mess. Pentavis here was nearby doing some work for me. And I suppose just the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what they say, shit happens. I I believe we're here to conduct some business with you. Uh, I'm Friday Francisco. Excellent. This is here my my pilot friend, Miss Fanny. And over there you have Big D and, and Saren. Hello. Smiles very pleasantly at the four of you. A pleasure to meet all of you. If you would, and he gestures towards the VIP lounge. Uh, Caden, bring everyone's drinks to the back room. Thank you, Caden. Big D, you want to come with us? Uh, you know, I'll stand watch out here like I do. You know, that's my thing. Sounds like <laughs> a plan. And Friday winks at Big D. Okay, let's go inside. <laughs> Real subtle, Captain. No, I'm just kidding. I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you all head inside the VIP lounge. Uh, Taos pauses, uh, presumably to wire Pentavis their credits, but then after that, uh, we'll follow you inside. Saren moves very awkwardly around Caden down to the end of the bar. (laughs) Excuse excuse me, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'll be out of your way in just a second. Yeah, I got your cocktail. Don't worry about it. I'm imagining these like crystal noises as you're like, yeah, really. I picture like the metal rubbing against the like the, the, kit, the refrigerators under the counter. They're just like scraping against the metal <laughs> as you start slowly going through, it through. Oh, she's so precious. Everyone except uh, Big D heads into. <laughs> The VIP lounge. And it's a surprisingly comfortable, 
cozy space for such a seedy bar. There's a long black leather couch, few chairs, coffee table, and a big one-way window that's made of transparent aluminum that overlooks the walkway and the dome outside the bar. It's very, it's very nice, actually. It's kind of a surprise. Taos shuts the door behind him and addresses Friday. I know Caden would never say it out loud, but I believe she is grateful for the assistance out there. Some of the local talent can be a bit overzealous trying to collect their credits. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, I appreciate the, the backup, you know, I just saw someone in need and, and needed and wanted to wanted to help out. I'm glad everything worked out. Exactly the kind of folks we need for this job. Uh, please do sit down. Would anyone like refreshments in addition to drinks? Uh, do you have any peanuts? <laughs> I think that can be arranged. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. It's been a while since I had any peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> shell on? Are you shelling them and like tossing them on the floor like yeah. a freaking Texas? He would, he would not toss them on the floor. <laughs> That's Texas rude. Room. But he does. He does have a little pile on the table where he's like putting his peanuts. Uh, uh, Miss Fanny yeah. just makes a uh, face. Like, <laughs> so rude. He and he's also he's not very dexterous with his hands, so he does the thing where he he bites the shell to crack it open oh and then God. peels it off. And, and <laughs> so they're a little wet. They're a little damp when he puts them in the pile too. Yeah. Uh, Ballad out in the bar area, you see a little uh, icon come up on the ordering screen behind the bar. Huh. And you see Caden who had just been putting everybody's like all of everybody's drinks onto the tray. Her head just falls back like, Oh, <laughs> she ducks back beneath the bar. She slams a, another plate down. She shakes some peanuts into it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Gets a separate dish to make it just absolutely clear where the shucked husks go. Awkward vibes <laughs> in here. Mm-hmm. She places. <laughs> we're, she places your drink, Ballad. I can't remember what you decided to get. Was it like a beer or? Oh gosh, I don't even. Re- I don't think I even ordered I, anything. I think everybody. Uh, I think Friday ordered a pitcher, and then Saren got a sunrise. Yeah, on the Fanny requested a nice Vesk stout. You did. Yes. Yeah. And and I just got a picture of that, and it's getting glasses for everybody. Okay, so she puts a glass of the stout on the bar for you, and then takes the rest into the VIP lounge. Uh, okay. Or, I was gonna say, Ballad is pretty much keeping on her toes, but I actually alcohol doesn't affect her the same way it would a fully bio person, so it's fine. She mm-hmm. she takes it gratefully. Sitting at the the bar inside of this in the VIP lounge, you know, reaches into your pouch and pulls out a little little baggie full of uh, sodalite <laughs> chips. And just starts munching. Oh my god! <laughs> Amazing! It's like I love it. Loud crunching noises. Like <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Saren would consider is is rock candy like the primary dessert for rocks? You think? Probably. <laughs> like rock sugar. Actual rocks. <laughs> Crystallized yeah, sugar. sugar. Crystallized sugar. I imagine that. I imagine that G would probably like that. Or is you that know? cannibalism? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, eat, she's literally eating rocks. So, like, eating cannibalized yeah. sugar, cannibalized sugar, <laughs> cannibalized, cannibalized sugar. sugar. Wow. <laughs> what if she ate another? What? What? Are you, you're made out of lapis mm. lazuli. Oh. If she ate lapis lazuli, would that be cannibalized? <laughs> I mean, I don't think so because you know the, it's sort of like sentient versus non sentient. You know, yeah. 
<laughs> That's very true. <laughs> right. So Caden uh, brings in your drinks and your peanuts and she sets them down on the bar next to Saren. Taos dismisses her. That'll be all, Caden. And he settles back in with his effervescent green drink and sort of cocks an eyebrow at the door and says, there's really no need for you to post a guard outside if your companion would rather be here for the contract. <laughs> oh, Big D likes, uh, doesn't like crowded rooms. Uh, it's not about guarding. It's about giving, giving, giving them lots of space. Plus, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. <laughs> Taking a big swig. <laughs> <laughs> Healing ale. <laughs> he smiles and says, ah, yes, well, I can drink to that. Probst. <laughs> well, then. Probst. Uh, to business. To business. To business. <laughs> Perfect. To business. Nice. nice. To, to business. <laughs> oh well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he he'll, he'll he'll tip his cup towards you as well. If <laughs> he's just like just a, just a very charming little eccentric, very eccentric little crew here, and uh, yeah, he he goes he goes on to say. I'm sure you've already been briefed on some of the details of the mission. Uh, we are in need of a crew to transport 50 tons of weapons from Apostay to the planet Voxa in near space. Your ship is rated for that weight, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah. We just hauled 50 tons of Yara berries and had no problems. I think we can handle a few guns. But Abby, guns are heavier than berries. <laughs> But it's yeah, still but taking- 50 tons. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I'm I'm doing the joke of like, oh, gosh, but <laughs> the steel is heavier than... Shut up, Big D. You're not even in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't miss the opportunity. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. Big D okay. is that dumb. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Ballad also gets a completely different personality when she takes on a different... <laughs> <laughs> she's good. She's a good actor. <laughs> Gotta fake it to make it. Mm-hmm. Produce to weapons delivery seems to be a odd range of expertise, but I trust that Lord Sinjin uh, procured your team for a reason. Yeah, well, we, just because we're hiring some berries. I mean, obviously, uh, taking berries is a little safer than taking guns. You know, I don't know. We had we ran into some goblin trouble last time, but. As far as we're considering, it's just it's just something goes in our cargo hold. I do appreciate an entrepreneurial spirit with the crews that I hire. Well, then I'll put a team on transporting it to your hangar. Delivery should be made to Commander Vash at the New Praxis settlement on Vox's surface. As this is uh, such a rush order, if uh, we are to speak of compensation, we were able to negotiate a premium handling fee. You will be exceptionally well compensated even after Lord Sinjin's cut has been subtracted. 2,000 credits each. Oh. Friday whistles at that amount. That's that's the most he's probably seen in a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Without a doubt. Definitely more profitable than you are, Berries. Yes, but there are risks and rewards to this particular line of work. Well, I have the contract right here. Do you have any further questions? I'm going to roll a perception on this contract just to be sure. Okay. With my my plus zero perception, I got a 
a natural 20. Hey. Nice. Hey. The contract is perfectly standard insofar as any activity of this kind can be perfectly standard. You you do recall that there really isn't much that's illegal on Apiste. This this piece of paper won't protect you from if you got pulled over by the stewards. But but if you're running guns, there's no piece of paper that would protect you from the stewards. This is this is a extremely risky job. All this paper confirms is that if you make this gun delivery to Voxa and collect payment, you will be given like this amount of money. Well, it sounds like a sounds like a pretty good contract for me. I'll go ahead and sign right here, uh, and uh, then I guess uh, we're our business is concluded. Then, well, is there any additional information you can tell us about our task? Uh, notable. Um, challenges that you foresee that perhaps we could mitigate individuals to keep an eye out for or allies? Well, I've really only spoken to Commander Vash, I believe, in my communications. But from what I understand, the authority really isn't on Voxa in, in nearly the numbers so many weapons would be required for. He's actually leading a protection detail for a team of archaeologists, of all things. So I, I'm not quite sure why they need this many weapons. Just, I suppose, uh, something I noted that you might want to, I suppose, think about. To be honest, I, I didn't really ask too many details about the job. The Gitteron Authority is paying the bills, and that is sort of the end of my interest, or Lord Sinjin's in the matter. I think everything's on the up and up and uh you know sometimes you know what my mama said sometimes the only thing more dangerous than a question is an answer so I think it's time to keep on going a wise saying indeed if you're willing to take the job sign here and I will have the armaments delivered to your ship uh, I already signed it sir oh well that was quite fast then he <laughs> takes the data pad back Oddly, gun running apparently has less signatures than Yara Bears. I was literally just about to make the same joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I mean, yeah, but that's also kind of the the nature of this thing is you are doing something that is not legal, which means there there are quite a few less hoops to jump through. Apiste does not have detailed contracts because Apiste doesn't really have rules. Taos, I like your necklace. What type of stone is that? Ah, well, you have fine taste, I must say. Well, it's a, it is a ruby, mm-hmm. rather flawless one, actually. I, uh, I mined here on Apiste. Wow, I must, I might need to to see if there are any available for purchase. Rubies are quite delicious. Delicious. You eat them? I do. Rubies are, I mean, stones in general. They are the main thing that mm, people like me tend to eat. Fascinating. What do they taste like, rubies? Their crystalline structure gives them sort of a sweet flavor. Uh, hmm. I, the, the thing I would probably compare them to the most is some cross between like a mango and a strawberry. Mm. <laughs> like, well, there are certainly rubies available for purchase. They are quite pricey. I, I find it uh, very interesting that you consume something that others regard as, uh, well, 
a priceless adornment. He gestures at the ruby on his own neck and the one in his ear. I confess I don't think I've ever met one of your kind. I haven't seen many other Shimrins before. If you notice, and she lifts your arm and and shows, you know, there's a spot on your wrist that is actually sort of ruby in color. Uh-huh. Sometimes the stones we eat become part of the external layers of our uh, of our being, so they are still priceless adornments. <laughs> Honestly, he looks extremely interested. I don't know, like he's uh, he's he's in, he's enjoying the conversation. While the three of you are in their ballad, you are currently uh, hanging out in the bar area, uh, sipping your really? stout. Uh, Pentavis has sat down on one of the chairs of the table now that Horizon has vacated the area. They are much less interested in getting out of there as fast as possible. They've got their personal data pad up and scanning it to make sure that they got the credits that they were promised. I just casually sip in my drink and I'm not really even looking at them. I just say, how long you been uh, working for Taos? Taos specifically? I mean, today? I don't know. Sometimes I work for Taos. Sometimes I don't. Oh, so you don't have like a normal employer. They get kind of like a cocky, cocky little tilt to their head and go like, I'm freelance. Nice. Contractor. You get it. Very cool. It pays. Yeah, well, don't get too wrapped up with the these folks. I'm sure you already know. You know your business. I can tell. I live on Apis Day, friend. Oh, no, <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> business is dangerous. Mm. Why are you hiring? Too true. No, uh, we're dirt poor. Sorry. Oh, well. <laughs> you, you miss every shot you don't take, right? Yeah, for sure. Hey, I would have asked you, you know, honestly, I would have been like, hey, come do a job for us if we had any money, but (sighs) no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you probably wouldn't be here otherwise. Exactly that. Exactly that. I mean, you'd never come to Apis Day otherwise. Yeah. Especially you. Wait, what? Ballad quietly has wrapped the solar moat around their hand like the solar moat that normally is like floating around them or kind of hangs out behind her neck because she likes to keep it inconspicuous has traveled slowly down her back and down the back of her arm and is like forming into her weapon around her other hand Uh but she's just like sipping the beer and is like nodding like I don't know what you mean by that I kind of like it here make me a perception check (laughs) I'm in so much trouble right now (laughs) (laughs) All right, I actually have something in perception. 17. You'll notice, and it's it's nearly imperceptible, someone who perhaps wasn't watching every muscle twitch in Pentavis's face at that moment might not have noticed. They, they seem to have one of those moments where you realize that you said something that was stupid. Mm-hmm. There is, there's just a, a twitch of their mouth, a, a slight narrowing of their eyes. Uh, it, it was very nearly one of those expressions that we all make where we just we close our eyes and we shake our heads at ourselves. Just like, oh, <laughs> God, why am I so stupid? <laughs> but it doesn't quite get that far on their face. But mm-hmm. it, and it's it's there and gone in an instant. They look up from their data pad and they go like, oh, take it easy, big guy. I just meant that you just kind of seem like you've not been around here before. You're an, you're an easy mark is all I'm saying. Ballad sets down her glass 
and then slams her hand down on the data pad and yanks it away from him. Hey! <laughs> and she's retaining that now. Jeez, I was just talking. How do you know who I am? Roll me an intimidate check. Oh, 19. Ooh, Ooh, shit. All right, all right, all right. They, they're looking up at you. They're looking at their data pad. They're looking at you. They glance towards the door to the VIP lounge, which is still shut. Caden seems to be busy cleaning up all of the <laughs> stuff around the bar. <laughs> they're like, okay, okay. My life is worth less than this to tell you, but so I'm just going to don't ask me any more questions about it, please. Can't promise that. Jarzid got a tip that someone named Ballad Serenade was on their way in a Edgecorp cargo freighter. And I may have been hanging around the dock when you disembarked. And, and you're good. You're real good. I'm also real good. So you narked on me. I did. Ballad closes her eyes and reverts to her normal form where she looks human, not cat girl style, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 right, 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 right. The, she just reprograms the matrix really quickly and like throws the data pad back on the table, releases her solar moat, and says, well, this is all... I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I should not have... How did he even find out? And then she takes like a bunch of, of uh, chugs of the beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, uh, that I don't know. Pentavis is inching data pad closer to themselves. Wait. And then she, sl- she <laughs> puts her hand back on it. Uh, and yanks it back. <laughs> Look, it was nothing. It's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. I know. You know what? You said not to ask you more about this. Okay, Please don't. But... Mm. I'd really like not to die today. Well, great. I won't kill you. And also, you can just say, listen, they know, I guess, <laughs> who I am. So you can just say, oh, they intimidated me. <laughs> <laughs> really don't appreciate your tone. Okay, well, whatever. Jigs up, huh? Listen, I know it's not personal for you, but this is... You don't... mm, You have no idea. This is the problem with people like us. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you said it. (laughs) I know I have a lot of self-awareness, okay? (laughs) What's it like being so (laughs) self-aware? It's a mixed bag. Yeah. When you're a gray area wet wipe, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Can I go? You may leave. I am keeping this. I am what? so sorry. I am keeping this. I mean, I'll... But that... Why would... Be that... Okay, okay. Tell me this and be Seems... sincere. Okay, all right. I Or I'll, I promise you I will know. Okay. I really don't want to buy another data pad. Is there anything on here pertaining to me? That data pad specifically? Yes. Yes, but also there's a data packet that I already sent to Jarzid. 
Okay, cool. And then she throws it back on the table and just like, <laughs> wa- she literally, she stomps over to the door and just like shoves it open. <laughs> Hi, Jarzeed. Like, <laughs> I'm just like literally. She's done. I'm ecstatic that you decided to join us. You need to do better with who you hire. Let me just tell oh. you, like, tippy, tippy, tippy. Mm-hmm. That one squealed immediately. <laughs> That is an interesting note for the next time I interact with them, to be sure. Oh, oh my God. Don't kill them. Can I mean, they did for, like, seem to be useful in picking apart your admittedly excellent disguise, but, well, clearly wasn't that excellent. No. How's it? Mm. <laughs> so, contract signed, huh? So you're working for Edge Corp these days. Very interesting occupation for a corpse. <clears throat> Jarzeed? Uh-huh. <sighs> what is it going to take for you to keep your lips zipped about this? I am just a humble fixer. I arrange things. I don't... Well, I suppose that I would be partially, potentially willing to keep my mouth shut for... Maybe the ruby on your friend's arm, or let's see, what do you have that I could potentially find useful? Okay, here's a few things. Let's just, okay. Um, hmm. Oh, I have nothing. Um, so... <laughs> what listen i'll do something i'll do i'll 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 fix someone he's smiling at you a little bit and his eyes glance at your crewmates because he's he's interested (laughs) that you're that you're being this uh up front in front of all of them he hadn't yeah he hadn't pegged that we'll give you we'll give you 25 percent of our profits hmm sold all right. I guess this needs a gentleman's agreement. This is not necessarily a contract thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want this on paper, right? I would prefer this on, well, paper. Yes. Or, well, on my data pad will do. Okay. But Ballad's name doesn't go on the p- data pad. No, of course not. What alias were you using? Was it Big D? Just just, just put my <laughs> just put my name down. <laughs> oh, don't be shitty. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was just funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the point. It's supposed to be funny. And, kinda, it, like, and tip from me to you, it's enti- it's a big giveaway because it's too funny. It's too funny. Okay, right. That Noted. did not blend into the background well enough. <sighs> Old well, balance a lot of things, but funny is not one of them. So this just happens. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> Let's get this document <laughs> signed. Oh, Taos. Okay. <laughs> so Wait, it's kind of like there's like a momentary flicker of fondness because I feel like Ballad has had kind of a nice rapport with him in the past. Oh, absolutely. And he has a lot of fondness for you. It's why he's willing to take only 25%. <laughs> Ballad put, put on, put on a different costume. We don't need some other random person that takes a cut of our, uh, uh, Apostate, it's unlikely anyone recognizes this configuration to be honest, captain. Uh, <sighs> It was a 
phenomenally bad stroke of luck that I was your contact for this. It really, really was. Well, I mean, bad Although, for you. Wonderful for me. Sign right here. Yeah, and like, oh, go yeah, ahead. This one, this one has a lot of signatures, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one. Okay. This That's is one of. This is. This is one of the more legally binding types oh. of contracts on Apostay is uh, bribes and money. Okay. Let me sign my soul away. But there's probably legislation on it. That's why they're I they're actually probably like of the kinds of things that Apostay like values. Yes. <laughs> Um, Ballad does say, like, actually, it is a little bit nice to see you, to be honest. <laughs> you as well. So not all bad luck. And uh, <laughs> I prom I uh, promise not a not a word, not a word shall escape me about this. To anyone, please, especially yes, um especially, well, yeah, especially you know. him. I, I will say uh, he is the one that gave me the tip that you might be coming in on an Edgecorp vessel. I will not confirm oh, sh- this to him, but he may already know. Are you? Oh, God. That's our ballad always making friends. <laughs> <laughs> She gives you a wink because, damn, the last planet we ended on, you had a friend. This one, oh, you got a friend. You already have she friends with a lot off. of drow. Kind of weird. Yeah, you are friends with a lot of drow. She mutters as she's, she's she takes the last, dad like, the last drow. drive, the big old mug. Somebody has a type. Well, that's going to be a 500 credit for each of us. If uh, one of you can't chip in, just let me know. I'll take it out of my portion. No, that's more than enough, Captain. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's worth it. I promise. Pr- I promise to keep you guys safe, and that's what we got to do. So let's let's get moseying though before someone else identifies you, because I don't have much left to give, <laughs> unless they take blood. Uh, he already tried to take yeah, mine. Um, Saren's literally covering <laughs> your wrist right now, <laughs> and it's like. I do- I will need one more thing from you. I know you didn't find this information out yourself, so I'll uh, I'll take the the data chip that you have all that information on and uh, give it to my good friend here, Ballad. Yes, of course. Uh, he puts a a chip into his data pad, kind of pokes around on it for a minute, and hands the chip back to you. And then we'll demonstrate that he has deleted the file. Thank you kindly. Uh, here you go, Ballad. Let's get out of here, guys, before someone else sees Ballad. Thank you, Taos. You're a fine crew. I look forward uh, to hearing how the job goes. Friday gives that kind of like wave, but it's kind of a wave off thing. Like, like uh, whatever. Ballad yeah. <laughs> 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 leaves last and gives him like a lingering, meaningful look. And then finally trails out with everyone else. He smiles benevolently at you. Very friendly. The soul of friendship and goodwill. It doesn't even matter if he betrays us because Sinjin already fucking knows. God dang it. <laughs> I mean, you can, you're welcome to roll a sense motive check on how likely you think that is, but... It doesn't even matter. I mean, I'll, we're yeah, going to credits, it, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it, I will, I will say it does dramatically reduce the likelihood. You're all heading back to the Calamity. A couple of trucks driven by a crew of four orcs arrives with the promised 50 tons of tactical infinity rifles and Mark II frag grenades. 
all carefully packed, tracked, and sealed. And the leader of them hops off the truck, says, delivery for Captain Francisco? Right here. Oh, okay, great. Uh, Well, we'll go ahead and we'll have this moved into your cargo hold in a jiffy. At least we're not having to load them this time, fellas. I mean, we'd appreciate uh, the help if you wanted to help, but... He's already walking inside. He already went inside? (laughs) I... Like, all right. <laughs> Ballad stays and helps. Ballad stays and helps. Okay. Miss Fanny, do you, do you have the, can you give me the, you know, the stuff? The she stuff. She claps her hands. The secret stuff. Does her little um, harnessing the energies of the universe and <laughs> you get all ripply. Thank you so much. Fanny's secret stuff. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We should hire someone like you for our team. Um, my name's Luthro, by the way. Luthro Dirkmaster. And uh, these are pleasure. my assistants. This is Nix, Vox, Hash, Wave, Hash. Hi. <laughs> what a cool name. Luthro, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my mom, she had all kinds of crazy ideas for names. But uh, I, I like this one. It's, it's served me pretty good. It's cool. Yeah. So what are y'all doing on Apostate? And he's just making a small talk after you as you're loading on i mean aside from picking up cargo <laughs> you ever been before yeah actually only once it was different <laughs> this was a business call really we didn't get to do anything special this would be my first time it's a shame we didn't have time to see the sights maybe next time we're in town yeah we really do need to look around next time we're here uh, miss fanny like there's some cool stuff here. Saren, I think you would really enjoy seeing some of the sights. Saren did actually go inside. Saren is not <laughs> chill right now and went Talk into engineering to, to make sure that uh, everything is running fine and totally not have like a meltdown. I mean, like that's body horror, right? Like literally rip out a chunk of your yeah, like, I mean, yeah. like yep. form. And, and he wouldn't care, but... <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you're you're loading things up with the with the orcs, making some small talk. Just another another sort of note for ballad here is that they, you know, Sinjin seems to be operating under a uh, comp- under a company name, uh, Mirandir Industries, uh, which is what these orcs have been hired under, and they're doing a lot of talking about how life's been pretty good for them since they got hired on here. Uh, hmm. Non-drow usually have extremely low status on Apostay, but this is actually like a pretty well-paying gig. They actually only answer to uh, other non-drow for the most part that have supervisory positions over them. Again, kind of, kind of unusual. And uh, you're sort of flashing back to a time that you visited Night Arch once with Sinjin while the two of you were on a, a mission. And uh, sort of speaking about this dynamic to him with a lot of scorn, and you just remember that the that he had been paying rapt attention to what you said, and you also remember his vague comments about how if one truly wanted to undermine the rulers of Apostay, gaining the loyalty of the lower classes first would be a pretty invaluable move. Everything they're saying is going right into the annals of her brain. She's like still chatting. I mean, she was an an operative for so many years. Like she's very good at playing 
the part of whatever whatever is happening around her. Like, even if she is completely overwhelmed, she's still good at, like, pretending. But she is definitely, the whole time she's making small talk, is completely, like, thinking about the implications of all of this and thinking about how Sinjin got his power, why he's being called Lord Sinjin now, um, and what's that? what that's going to mean for her and the fact that he was so easily able to find her when the whole point of coming to Edge Corp was to not be where she said she was going to be, which was uh, on Absalom Station. But Xavius helped her get away. Like, Xavius helped arrange the whole situation. Her sibling helped her arrange the whole si- situation to, like, get away from, from uh, Absalom Station and not be there and not be able to be found so easily. And yet... <laughs> Here they are, having been tracked down. Somehow. Yeah, they are very concerned about all of this and and don't know if if Sinjin already knows basically and hasn't hasn't confirmed, obviously, because if Taos keeps his word, it won't be confirmed that they're there, but she's sure that Sinjin has already figured it out and is like not gonna just let this go but she also doesn't know what his mindset is like if he will realize that she was running away if he'll realize she tricked him like it's all these things going around in her head like oh my god you know has he figured me out it's it's completely chaos inside of her mind right now everything finishes up Lurthro nicks box and box and hash you know keeping up a a running patter probably uh you know miss fanning i'm sure has got some interesting stories to entertain them uh with oh yeah in a couple of minutes she brings them some snacks like you <laughs> you boys have been working so hard and i do have a treat <laughs> yara berry pie i don't know if you've ever had yara berry never once i have always wanted to try yara berry pie i got my hands on a few and You'll like this. So she puts out a little spread, a little blanket uh, over one of the, like a crate, has everything out, you know, glass of milk, uh, little plates out, utensils. If they sit down or they're eating, she like tucks, tucks um, like a little bib napkin on one of them. It's like, mind the crumbs now. (laughs) I'll get you something to go as well. Right back. Literally for them. the happiest orcs ever. Uh, so, <laughs> like, this is a great day for them. Pie, cheerful company, you know, load, just load some guns into a ship, casual, it's fine. So, that's what you two were up to. Uh, you're all probably going to be doing that for, you know, another six hours or so, uh, all told, to get everything loaded in. Uh, while this is going on, uh, for... Friday. What did you What did you do when you stomped off in there? I think Friday was originally going to go to his captain seat and take a nap, but I think he saw Saren behind him and knowing what went down. Saren, uh, you you doing okay there? I'm just fine, Captain. That's okay. Nothing. Nothing's wrong over here. You know, Saren, it's okay not to be okay, right? I mean, I imagine it's like if a person asked for me to cut off a piece of my skin. That's not that's not right. Yeah, I mean, just just a little bit. I mean, sort of, almost. I guess if they had asked for one of your fingers, uh, I honestly, I mean, you know that I like Ballad, but I'm not sure I like their friends so much. 
I, I don't think Ballad likes her friends too much either. That that's probably part of the reason why she's not she's hiding from them. But uh, here's the thing: is you're seven foot tall on the outside, but inside, I sometimes feel like you're no taller than that uh, Wilberfeller fella. And uh, <laughs> we all got your back. You gotta you gotta stand a little taller. We're always gonna have your back and not let people like that take advantage of you. So please, uh, but I understand it, it wasn't it was not nice. And, uh, well, you know, I'm here for you. Thanks, Captain. I I just, there have been a lot of things that I've been through that uh, I don't really, people just are hard. And it's kind of weird trying to talk about it. Um, but I've been trying to trust people more and it feels like, I don't know, I... I get taken advantage of a lot. You've been with me for a while now. Have you? Have I ever taken advantage of you? I might have got you in a few scrapes, but I don't think I've ever taken advantage of you. No, Captain. Um, you, you definitely haven't. It just... Uh, sometimes those feelings are so deep-rooted that it doesn't matter who the person is. Uh, it, it's... You got the opposite problem. Yeah, you're right. We do have sort of the opposite problem. I would have just left Wilberforce alone. Growing up in the uh, Ichihara Hong complex and growing up with my mother the way that Z was and Z literally let me be sold into slavery, so... I have a mother that's always been there for me, so I can't even fathom the idea of trusting somebody so close to you and then just having them rip that trust away it it can't be a good feeling but and we'll but we'll keep working on that you know i just i just want you to know that i stood up there today for you i will always i will always try my best to stand up for you at least as long as i'm here take it out for a spin sometime try to walk a little taller I, i'm a little too trusting you have a hard time trusting people let's try to meet in the middle a little bit and uh, be a little less trusting in you, <laughs> which I desperately need because it gets us gets us into trip trouble as we saw earlier. Uh, but uh, but you know you know trust me and uh, I, you know Miss Fanny, even Ballad. Ballad's pretty new. I know I know, but I, I think I think you got a good core here to to test that trust out a little bit. All right, I guess perhaps one of the first things I can do to show that I'll that I'm going to trust you is. Um, if you would like to add a song to one of my playlists, you you can. Well, actually, I, I was actually thinking, uh, does Jambot have a karaoke function? No, but I can add one. I, I think we need to get some duets going. I don't know about you, but uh, we get some we get some singing going. No better way to build up trust than singing music badly together. <laughs> I love the idea of a karaoke jam on the way to Voxa. Really take your mind off your <laughs> off your troubles. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. I really appreciate you. Nice. <laughs> I appreciate you too. You do good work. I want you to know that it's not. I appreciate you just because you work. You're my friend, and uh, and you are family. Even if my blood's a little different than yours. Yeah, <laughs> that that doesn't make any difference. We're 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 family. You've lost yours. Uh, mine is very far away. Sometimes sometimes you got to find family where you got it. Yeah, you're right. 
I'm going to let you go. I think you got some preparations to make before we get going. Make sure we can handle that 50 tons of not Yara berries. And uh, I think I saw Fanny walking out with one of my pies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you did. You did indeed. Uh, But uh, that was a post-work snack for our for our gun loading crew so by the time you get there friday everybody's pretty much wrapping up the snack time the orcs are driving away in their truck friday comes out and sees the empty pie tin and you see him turn around and his shoulders just droop and he walks back to the captain's (laughs) cockpit and you know enter a course for voxa leave apiste and and head back into the drift fanny you know what to do let's get let's get the hell off this planet Aye, aye, Captain. You take off. You enter the drift. I rolled a one again, so it's going to take you (gasps) one one day of some... Good, I was afraid those guns were going to spoil. Yeah, no, I mean, those guns were really in danger. I mean, you know, they were really in danger of going bad. So you're getting getting nice, fresh ammunition, I guess, to this planet, which is uncomfortable. And... Perhaps Saren spends that time putting a karaoke feature onto Jambot, but you're really not going to have a lot of time to enjoy that because you only spend one day in the drift. You come out of the drift near Voxa. You see in front of you a world awash in snow and rock, high mountains dotted here and there with lakes. All that's really in orbit are a few satellites, some suborbital refinery stations, and that's about it. You descend down towards the planet. And we're going to have to figure out how you handle this situation next time on Far Beyond ah! the Stars. I know it was a rough episode for all of you. Friday had to make a deal to give up credits that he doesn't have. Uh, Saren had someone threaten to rip a chunk of rock out of your arm. <sighs> Ballad found Ooh. out that she's bad at disguises. <laughs> That's not my fault, Abby. Uh, Miss Fanny had a pretty good day, though. <laughs> and, and don't forget, Friday also found out there is no more Yara Berry pie left. Yeah, and Miss Fanny was bleeding. <laughs> oh, that's right. Miss Fanny was bleeding. Never mind. Miss Fanny also had a rough day. Perhaps for holding a flashlight. I'm happy to comfort all of you with the good news <gasps> that you finally got oh. to level two. Far Beyond the Stars is a fantastic world production. Yeah, Far Beyond the Stars. It's a fantastic world's production. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you can't get enough of us, we also produce a second show. It's the Fantastic Worlds podcast based on the Reign of Winter Adventure Path for Pathfinder 1E. You can also connect with our fantastic community on Discord and Reddit or by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find links to access all of those things on our website at fantasticworldspod.com. If you'd like to support the pod, please consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash, where you can get access to behind-the-scenes content for all of our shows, a whole extra Pathfinder 2E podcast produced exclusively for our Patreon subscribers, among a bunch of other awesome stuff. I'm Abby, your galactic mistress. You can find me at Bonanza Famine on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Heidi. Uh, 
playing Saren Caceres, and I have my own collection of uh, little stones and lapis lazuli here at home. You can find me on Twitter at Vamahillion, that's V-A-M-I-H-I-L-I-O-N, or on Discord, where I spend most of my time, at Heidelon, hashtag 5836. This is Angel. I can be reached at Espinosa916. Hey, it's Jess. Finally level two. At last. Oh, you can find me at Hank the Clank. Sorry, I was like deep in the zone. <laughs> this is this is Dustin already currently leveling up his character. Yeah, that's exactly Justice what I was the saying. Same thing. <laughs> you can find me at Dustin Alexander. Yeah, um, I just want to say for the record, you could have leveled up earlier if you hadn't like literally driven away from a fight. I'm well, just saying. You know. Usually, usually when you you do a fight without killing anybody or battling, you get the experience for that battle though. uh you got to got slightly less <laughs> oh that's yeah. fair i usually award more <laughs> because you just drove away you didn't actually fight them it doesn't count <laughs> yeah <laughs> you did not gain experience <laughs> thank you lab for the use of the name lurthro dirk master that is a great name <laughs> and once My again cool friend <laughs> thank you to tyler croc for the name pentavis wilberforce Oh, such a good name. <laughs> it's so good. If you enjoy our show, do us a favor, help spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. And we'll see you next time on Far Beyond the Stars. Far Beyond the Stars is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder Adventure Path Fly Free or Die is a trademark of Paizo. Copyright 2020. All Paizo content is used with permission. Like, not Pentavis. That's me. I'm Pentavis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're You're real jumbled. Take uh, a deep breath. They're real. They're, they're, they're very alarmed. <laughs> like, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. I'm just a, a humble uh, job person. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's my title, too. Humble job person. God damn it. Um, sorry. My, okay, should yeah, be the name of the episode, and that's the end cap. <laughs> because if people are like, why is it called that? But when they get Humble to the end. <laughs> oh, that's my suggestion. I, I, uh, I've, I've been having the same problems all, all afternoon. I'm just finding <sighs> words for things. It's one of those days. It's too hot. Uh-huh. It's too hot. Brain cells oh, are gone. Okay. <sighs> anyway, sorry. Um. That what I meant to say. <laughs> and uh, not too not too long after you get back to your ship, uh, a couple of trucks pull up in front of the ship, along with uh, you know a few a few orc muscle guys. Wow, <laughs> um, <laughs> job guys, Heavy muscle job guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> we have all kinds There's of guys, of guys. here. <laughs> <laughs> just so many There's a lot guys. of guys here today. <laughs> uh, there's guys all over the place. Um, <laughs> no, what I mean to say is that a 